comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. I will drive you out to the desert and leave you there for the entire month of August if you don't get off that shed. Episode 269. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Half Hour Wasted Assemble. Yeah, so Marvel, with the success of the Avengers, they're going to make another Avengers movie, but this time with an all-black cast. They're going to call it Bro-Avengers. Bro-Avengers. And it's going to have, um, they're going to change the heroes up a little bit. It's going to be uh, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Not Black Eye? No. <laughs> Not Black Eye, no. And, Not uh, Iron and, Man? <laughs> and Captain America. Among other things. And then uh, um, uh, they're going to have some type of generic white guy to play Tony, uh, Nick Fury. And David Hasselhoff to play Nick Fury. How's that? Will these Avengers ever have to get on a plane? <laughs> yes, they will get on a, and a there, plane. And there will be snakes on it. <laughs> there will be snakes on that plane. Yeah, they would be Hydra. Welcome to Half Hour Wasted number... Is that the Sons of the Serpent? Our is that them? Avengers episode. What is this? Two... 269, I, I think. Up. I think maybe. Thanks, 269. Yes. We're gonna all Avengers all the time. That's right. And we got a special guest here in the patio. Bill oh, it's a patio show too. Yeah, patio show. Introduce, oh, yeah. introduce our friend. We're so happy to have our secret weapon here tonight. <laughs> Forgot my name, didn't you? Yeah. What, what's your name again, sir? I'm no, Wes. this is this is Wes. Yeah. And uh, I'm not supposed to use his last name. It's legal reasons. Uh, that's we'll call okay. him. We'll call him Wes Mantooth. Very good. <laughs> Mr. Mantooth, welcome to the show. Yeah, well, hello. <laughs> Mr. Mantooth has not seen the Avengers, so we're going to spoil the crap out of it for him. Not a problem. That's cool, because a lot of times um, the, the the one person, it's usually me who hasn't seen the movie yet, right. can act as the foil for the other two and can ask uh, pertinent questions, as the case may be. Yeah, feel well, free to ask if something is not clear. I did bring the synopsis and the, and the character oh, and the excellent. Uh, right, cool. actors who played what role. Now, we had had like plans that. to see it at midnight, but that fell through. Yeah. And then... Probably uh, a good idea, too. Due to Poor either planning. some dyslexia or not, or just skimming an email, somebody didn't know that, we, that Frank wasn't going to our quote-unquote normal movie theater... And he was going out hey, of the way to another movie theater for reasons unknown. I've, I've got a short story to tell about that. Okay. I'll no. keep this brief. Okay. You don't know any short stories. <laughs> See, he does listen. Oh! <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Frank was kind enough to score me a ticket. And, and Brad, but Brad couldn't go. He had family ops. Dude was going to hook me yep. up. Dude was going to buy me a ticket because he's a good Frank he is. And so it's like, great. Um so, you know, hey, uh, it turns out that I'm going to have to take Sage with me. So, no big deal. So, Frank, what's the showing? You know, what's the time? Yada, yada. Frank says, well, we're looking to see a 2D show because they actively want to avoid 3D. I get that. That's fine. The movie worked out well in 2D, by the way. Um, it did. I'd be interested to see. Did any of you guys see it in 3D yet? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, so, anyway, I go to uh, the theater that we normally go to. If I saw it twice in 2D, does that mean I saw it in 4D? <laughs> Got a crazy time dilation going on there. You'd see it twice as fast, I think. That doesn't make sense. Continue. Okay, so um, this is already not so a short story. <laughs> yeah. No, so our anyway. our normal theater has a seven o'clock two D showing. So it never occurs to me that no, it's all good. Okay, so I get a ticket for uh, for Sage, and then Friday morning turns out that uh, Sash's sister's coming into town. She comes into town two hours early. So instead of Sash dragging Zoe with her. Um, 
I have to take Zoe with me. So it's like, you know what? I got I to gotta call and get one more ticket. So I call and get one more ticket. I text back and forth with Frank. Meet us in the lobby at 6.15. No problem. We get to the lobby at 6.20, which for us is right on time. <laughs> I look around the ro- lobby. I look in the, uh, the little cafe area where Frank said he'd be, and I don't see a Frank. And I'm thinking, that's okay. You know, it's 6.20. He might be in line already, you know, to get into the theater, to get a good seat. It's all good. So um, we look around for a minute or two, and then, you know, let's just get the kid tickets. And while we're getting the kid tickets, I'll text Frank. Frank calls me. And I had the uh, confirmation numbers on my phone. So I've got the first, num- I've got the first ticket out. We're working on the second one. The phone rings, and I can hear in the background of Frank's call. There's just—it's a cacophony. It's just—it's loud. It's raucous. There's there's people. There's clearly girls there. That's two big words in one sentence. Girls and cacophony. Yeah. So those two go together a lot. Yeah. So I go, Frank, where are you? And he says, the lobby. And I go, we're in the lobby. And it took a couple seconds to realize that um, he's in the other. You're not in this lobby, are you? And Frank says something about, no, AMC 24. And it's like, well, we're at the Cinemark. So now I'm thinking, okay, we've got time, physically got time to drive up to the other theater. But that show's going to be sold out. I won't be able to get two kid tickets. And during the call, I turn around to the nice ticket taker guy and I say, you have one more ticket for uh, for the 7 o'clock show? He goes, sorry, dude, sold out. He was nice about it, but it was sold out. So it's like, okay, so I've got two tickets for the kids and not one for me at this theater. I've got one ticket for me and no tickets for the kids at the other theater. And while we're doing this, the, the guy, the uh, ticket taker turns around and he kind of brings the manager over and I kind of explain to him what's going on. The manager goes, we, we, can, get you, we can get you a ticket. Right. You know, when, when a movie, because I used to work at that theater, right? Yeah. So when a movie is sold out, it's technically not. Right. Every ticket is not it's what, sold. There's five percent or something like there that. There may be two or three percent of the tickets that have not been sold. Yeah. But you know, people don't like to to uh, be, next to each other. Yeah, they don't like to be efficient in their seating, <laughs> uh, right? right? So yes. there's a sprinkled seat here and there and there, and it's just it's more of a pain to try to fit five hundred people in a five hundred right th- seat theater than it is four hundred and eighty. Yeah. You know, 500-seat okay. theater. Well, not to mention the fact that, you know, the first three rows, the first the first 75 seats or whatever are abominable. Right. It, it's headache-inducing territory. The um, the reason why I chose the other theater was when I was looking at the Midnight Show, all they had at our theater were 3D showings. Really? Yeah. They so must I have thought, changed it since you bought Yeah, so tickets. I thought, well, screw it. I want to go see it 2D, so right. we're going to the okay. AMC. Okay. Why did you want to see it 2D? What I was the attraction? Uh, I did not want to see it. In What's 3D? the attraction of seeing it in 3D? That's, well, that's my question. The attraction of seeing it in 3D is five dollars more. Yeah, if, yeah, that too. But if it's been shot with which 3D it lenses, which it wasn't, then that's a total game changer. Right. But we've we you know connoisseurs of the movie form have since learned that if it's not shot with a 3D lens, then the 2D conversion, the, the 3D post conversion is usually awful. It's iffy. It's half the time it's, you know, it's yeah. awful. Half the time it's like I didn't notice anything. Well, and the last I, 3D movie we went and saw was uh was episode 1. And I could not have been more underwhelmed. Right. Uh, I I've yet to see a 3D movie that's regardless that made me okay. excited. So. Animated 3D movies are great. I I agree. Toy Story um, 3 was fantastic in 3D. Yeah. And Avatar was yeah. Amazing! I, I dragged a buddy of mine, John, to go see it, simply because it was the first movie that had ever come out using this technology. And it was like, you know, I think I'm going to hate the movie, but I want to see it. I want to, I want to have the 3D experience. Now, I believe Prometheus was shot in 3D. Oh yes! So that, that's going to be a 3D movie. Yeah, it'll they'll show it in 2D, but I think it yeah. was shot in 3D. So I don't mind. So what do they do in that case? Do they literally just take? One of the two lenses, because the lenses are sitting side by right. side. They just the take mounting. one camera. So they literally just take the output of just it's like an audio board. Camera. You got a left yeah. and a right, right, and the left is used as mono. Right, exactly. You know? So that's all they do. So regardless, we all saw it except for Wes. I yeah. saw it twice, once each for once, you guys. Yeah. Once. I now, saw it uh, Friday night at ten thirty in South Lake. Cool. It was uh, it was full, but it was not. I didn't want to punch anybody. You know, I didn't we get had, was, We had a great crowd good. where I saw it. I mean, people were cheering and laughing. Now, and, after your little, excited. your little email review, I'm thankful, and I, 
I'm going to speak for Bill too because we're usually of the same <laughs> mind. I think Bill and I are thankful that we didn't see it with you and little Nancy and Amy. Yeah. Now, because um, they were a bunch Dennis? of Dennis. Yeah, and De- well, Dennis, you know, was little the exception. Dennis. Dennis liked it best out of all four of them. Really? Nancy gave it that. what, like two, two and a half stars? Yeah. Oh dear. Two stars. I still give it, gave two, it two and a half. Amy was like, eh, it's three. And Dennis was like, I give it a four. I'm giving it four and a quarter. Yeah. I I was extremely happy with it. It's not a perfect movie. There may have, there may have only been one or two perfect superhero movies in my opinion. This was not, but it was dang close, and I'm extremely happy with it and pleased, and I'm definitely gonna buy the Blu-ray. Oh, I, can't I, wait. I I thought it, I, that first half really slowed it down for me. That last half was fantastic. Loved it. But you take those two halves and put them together. Average them together. You, you average them together. You got two and a half. What made the first See, half slow? Was it lots of first half of zero and the second half of five? <laughs> yeah. Were they explaining the characters to non-fans or something? They were explaining the characters. There was a little too much in my opinion, ex- exhibition about what was going exposition. on. Exposition. about what was going on and what was what and who was who. You got a lot of players in this movie, though. You got yeah. a lot of I, chess pieces. Yeah, and I think it could have been compressed. It just feels like it could have been. Because there were just times where it was just like, oh, come on, people. And the whole the whole thing about, you know, the team not working together at the beginning because they're fighting, you know, they don't know each other, and Thor comes in, and How Iron Man. How many times have you seen that in a comic book? But you that's, realize... the, that's what bothered me. Is well, I've seen that a million times. You know what? That that started bothering me, too, until I realized that that, that was Loki's influence. Well, that's he's talking about the beginning. I'm that, talking about the very beginning. That Just... influence really didn't oh, okay. happen until the middle, you know, when they're bickering and arguing about who killed who. I mean, you, you, you can break the movie into thirds a little bit, and, you know, it just progressively got way better. How many reverse me. flashes do you give it? I gave it four and a half. Okay. For the re- this is this is my reason. I I don't dispute Frank's experience. Mm-hmm. I, I also thought that... Even though it's wrong, it's valid. <laughs> right. Well, opinions are valid. Great yeah, people course. take chances. Yes. No matter how wrong that opinion Insane is, Insane what needs valid. to be said. Um... The clothes. The emperor has no clothes. That's all I have to say. You guys want to say he has clothes? That's yes. Fine. With any first superhero movie, you're always going to have to deal with getting the band together, or exploring the character's origin, and that is yawn-inducing for the most part. Uh, I just I cringe when I think I'm going to have to spend the first 40 minutes of this movie watching the origin of Spider-Man or the Hulk. Or Captain America. Hulk or did not do this. that. Incredible Hulk did not do that. It pretty much hit the ground running. Well, yeah, you but mean that was the Incredible second Hulk, Hulk movie? movie. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, movie. well, they they basically gave you the origin in the opening credit sequence mm-hmm. for that movie, which is nice. But this was giving them giving them time to get the band together, and sure, I, I guess they could have done it faster, but there was enough action in it, and I enjoyed the characters. I just enjoyed seeing the characters on screen enough that it didn't bother me that that's all we were getting. I mean, there was action interspersed with. It. I think the one scene in the movie that I might trim down if I could, if if I had been the editor, would be the scene where they're trying to get the propeller going again right. on the ship. Um, but like I was telling Brad, I just I had what could be considered a nitpick or two about the movie, but I didn't have one issue with the movie. No. Not one thing that, that I said. This, I'm checking off of this. this. This stinks, man. Yeah, I never rolled my eyes at all. I, never, I had two eye roll moments. I know you did. <laughs> there's one thing that happened in the movie that I'm I'm very disappointed about. And you know, we'll get to that. But um, okay, I thought I thought they're setting the pieces on the chessboard. I it was when I was watching it the first time. I was like, okay, this feels a little little draggy. You know, I, I did experience that a little bit. But then it picked up, and and I was and it was never bored. Uh, on second viewing, I was able to just chill out and and really enjoy the whole thing. Um, I it didn't feel as draggy the second time, for whatever reason. Maybe I was tired the first time. It was a ten thirty show that night or whatever. But anyway, what well, what did you think of Loki's motives for the movie? Well, his basic motive was just he wanted to rule the earth. Before we get into that, this I'm sorry, real quickly again. The reason I got four and a half stars for me was for the simple fact that this was to this point 
the most perfectly realized comic book come to life that we've seen yet. We've had a lot of really good superhero movies. We've had Spider-Man 2. We've had the two Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Um, we've had the, the Marvel movies of the last five years or so. Um, but this, to me, was the most satisfying example of what a comic book in motion would be like. Well, I, I would say Mystery Man also fits that bill. I know it's a comedy. Okay, Mystery Man is a great movie. Yeah, and you're not gonna you're not gonna pull me off sides by bringing that up. But <laughs> but that, that has movie does team, not get four and a half stars. But no, but that te- but that movie brings a team of superhero people with superpowers together, and they form a team. And I, don't I think, think it does say it more because efficiently. He shovels well. He's a superhero. <laughs> That's what the uh, it's it's ironic superheroes. But that movie, I think, does a good job of bringing a team. Together, but, but in that movie, the core of the team was yes. already together. There's three or four of them together. Yeah, and then the whole part when they're auditioning new people is just hilarious. Okay, yeah. the auditions, that that entire movie is worth watching just for the audition sequences. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, but that's a Jean that's Garofalo's, a team movie. You can even take her in that movie. It's great. But I would <laughs> agree with Bill. This was, this felt like, a comic book more to me than any of the other. Marvel or DC movies that I've seen so far. The last two thirds, totally. And to me, maybe maybe I had a different perspective on it because instead of instead of being with my buds, instead of being with Frank, Dennis, um, that whoever this little Nancy is, wink wink, uh, Amy, um, I saw it with Sage on one side of me and Zoe on the other, and so I'm kind of watching this through their eyes a little bit, right? Which was an interesting uh, uh, thought that kept running through my mind. And the, the one nitpick I had with our environment was the crowd. It was a sold-out show, but the crowd was really sedate. I mean, there were times I literally wanted to stand up and go, come on, have some fun with us, people. Right. You know, cheer, yell, boo. Did anybody yes, ever laugh whatever. out loud during the show? Yeah, I mean, there were, there were laugh moments, but it wasn't like being at a, you know, it wasn't like being at, at apparently where Frank was. I mean... The audience wasn't rising up out of their seats. Well, and, for some people, being a geek is still embarrassing to them. I guess. I mean, it we, makes we me had wonder people, if the crowd was different. We had people cheering, like, you know, when Captain America, towards the end of the movie, gave the directions to the cop, and then the cop didn't listen, but then there was an explosion, and right. then he did. I mean, uproarious laughter when when Loki got dragged around like a ragdoll. The By laughter the way, was did you, so did you see my, hard uh, oh. that nobody heard him say puny god right the same thing the, uh, hulk throwing loki yeah like a rag doll yeah. is now a gif is it way. i'll no, send it i, I, I send it to myself that. i'll send it to you guys here uh, well i uh, love shows out for me the the best part of this movie was the hulk Be- for a couple Amen. of reasons yeah one because they in my opinion they finally got the hulk to look real and b they finally got banner right Banner is not this constantly depressed, moody guy. He's always like, yeah, I got this monster in me. You're not going to want to mess with it. You know, and, and I think I'm with you. I... Ruffalo and whoever wrote, you know, I guess Joss Whedon, they got Banner. They finally got Banner right. He's It's like Banner understood and was not... He was not afraid of the Hulk because he understood the Hulk, you know, for so long. Well, for Eric Bana and Ed Norton, they were like, oh, gosh, I don't want to Hulk out, you know. And yeah, Bill Bixby, for that matter. Yeah. Um, Eric Bana always played play Bill Bixby, or, or not Bill Bixby, I'm sorry, um, Banner <laughs> as Offside. as a cocky, yeah, as a cocky, uh, he, you know, he has that line about, like, I got to protect my big brain. He was a little cocky and stuff, and... He thought he could control the Hulk to a point. Are you talking yeah. Eric Bana? Yeah. And, Nero. That's what I like to call him. Nero, yeah. And um, Ed, Edward... Is it Edward Norton? Ed Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton. Uh, he was okay. He was, in my opinion, he's kind of the weakest of, of them because he doesn't really do much. He's just Edward Norton, you know? He, he's just... <laughs> he didn't look like Banner to me. Yeah, he's a There are certain actors, lanky. when I see them, I go, hey, there's Ed Norton. Hey, there's Christopher Walken, you know? And, and, and you know, Ed Norton was Ed Norton in The Incredible Hulk, but Mark Ruffalo was Bruce Banner to me. And, of course, you know, when he hulked out 
involuntarily, that was awesome. Yes. But then when he hulked out voluntarily, that was even cooler, you know. And uh, his line about, you want to know my secret? I'm always angry. God, that was did, that was a great moment. Now, how did you interpret that? Because I didn't know how to take that. Like, well, he's does, does, well, does he mean that he that he is always in control of the? I mean, well, at the how, end, how does it mean when he says he's always? Well, I mean, if if I don't know how to interpret the end that. Of, it's a great line. If you think about the end of the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. with Ed Norton. At the very end, he was sitting there cross-legged, concentrating, meditating or whatever, and his eyes went green, and that days without incident counter Mm -hmm. went from 100 or whatever down to zero. So, to me, I interpreted the end of that movie to mean he has learned how to control it. Yeah. Or he can, maybe not 100% control it, but he can transform at will. Yeah. He'll still transform if he gets pissed. Right. Which happened in this movie. But he also well, has... say he tried to... He said he got so sick of it, he tried to... Before, apparently, he got to control it, he tried to kill himself. Right, right. And he couldn't kill himself because he would turn into the big green guy. Right. You know, before the bullet would go through the roof of his mouth. Yeah, he goes, I put a gun in my mouth, fire the trigger, and the other guy spit the bullet out. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but, pretty awesome. But what I got from that was, hey, I'm always angry... But I know how to, for the most part, 90% of the time, I, I'm in control of my emotions. So, so that, oh, gosh, the part when Banner and and Tony Stark are in the lab, and Tony Stark has this little this little pointy electrical shock yeah. thing, and he, <laughs> he gets him in right in the, and he, he shocks Banner, and he, like, looks in his eyes like, are you changing? And, you know, that was really yeah, funny. That was funny. That was really funny. But I just really think that they finally got the Hulk right. For one thing, Hulk looked like uh, Banner. You know, there was Mark Ruffalo's face in the Hulk. Have you I seen the uh, the before and after pic? Um, I've I've seen on Twitter. I think I tried to forward it to you guys. Um, before and after what? Uh, they showed a picture of the uh, the Hulk, uh, the Eric Bana Hulk. Right, I saw and the that. Mark Ruffalo Hulk. They yeah. said the two pictures are well, not side yeah. by side. They're top, top, bottom. Yeah, I got that. But when you really look at it. You become kind of amazed at uh, the, the whole point of that little picture was look how far technology has evolved in the right. last ten years or whenever uh, Hulk came out in what O two wasn't it so it has been ten years. What uh, what would I look under to find out? Uh, Hulk then and now I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't but, remember. Yeah, but uh, but it was it was very interesting <laughs> that picture. And I thought but Ruffalo I, was I mean he was just a revelation as an actor. It was one of those where. He's one of those guys that you know. I mean, I recognize the name, I recognize the face, but I have no idea what I've seen him. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what I've seen him in. I recognized him. You know, he's been in a couple of rom coms, I think. Okay. You know, but um, I mean, my my two favorite part, literally, my two favorite parts of the movie, is when the Hulk sucker punches Thor. Yeah. After they fight together, you yeah. know, Previously, they had fought each other. Mm-hmm. Then they then they're fighting together at the end to against the alien menace. And they they finally clean the room, and they're both sitting there going, and then Hulk just goes, and just sucker punches Thor. You it know, comes out of nowhere, well, yeah. and it is so unexpected that you that you cannot help but laugh. And of course, you don't just, feel any danger because it's Thor. He's yeah. a demigod. Right. He's not going to get so hurt. It's so incredible. And, and it was then, such a cartoon move too, because Hulk doesn't turn to. They're they're standing. Shoulder to shoulder, basically. You know, they're both facing forward, so they're not facing right. each other. He doesn't turn and, all of and a sudden, look. He just he, he just, just extends arm and just boom. Yeah, just, just, just gives him boom. a just gives him a Hulk love tap. Then the other part, obviously, is when Hulk is about to put the beat down on. He's he's approaching Loki, and Loki's like, "You can't do this. I'm a god. How dare you?" And in the middle of whatever Loki is saying, Hulk just reaches over and grabs him and literally just starts doing this with him like a ragdoll. Boom, 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 boom. And the whole crowd went freaking nuts at that point. And then when he's done, Loki's like in this, in the floor, which is he's dented. He's in a crater. Yeah. A crater, a crater created by his... Yeah, by his own body. And he's got this look on his face like, holy crap, this hurts. Well, yeah. to Whedon's credit... It happens so fast, and it doesn't yeah. take more than a couple seconds. But Hulk is, Hulk has smashed him 
over and over. I mean, he smashed him five or six times easy in yeah. two or three seconds. It's just boom, 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 and it's mm-hmm. over. And the crowd is just stunned. Mm. And I just... I, and that's why, I mean, Hulk stole the movie. He yeah, had more funny moments like that, whether they were... I well, think, I guess which was amazing to me that they could that they could humanize his character in the way they did because, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to come down. I know that you've always really enjoyed like the Peter David run of the Hulk yeah. and that kind of stuff, but, but I, I the Hulk has been one of the least interesting characters to I me. Can, in I can totally comic get book. that. No, he, man, he, I mean, he, it's just like, okay, what can he possibly do? I can totally that's get different. That. You know, um, I just. I've, you know, I haven't read enough Hulk comics. I realize that he's gone through a number of iterations. He's right. gone, you know, you know, Banner Hulk and Dumb Hulk and Gray Hulk and right. this Hulk and that Hulk and, but you know, just, yeah, it, it's hard for him, I believe, to for the Hulk to hold the whole movie. But you know, at the end when Tony Stark and him are driving off, I hope I hope he's in Iron Man three. Well, I read an article where Marvel is considering doing another Hulk solo movie because okay. of the audience reaction to the Hulk in this movie what has been so positive I don't th- yeah I think I'll see it yeah, <laughs> I know I'll see it but I, uh, you know it's just my, my faith in it is just a little I mean there's just so many stories you can okay, tell okay so this movie had you know how many different characters six different characters they had to balance I well, thought Joss Whedon did seven eight nine I mean amazing we, job yeah including you got Fury and Coulson and, and Hill and Maria Hill who was probably my least favorite interpretation of a character she's not the Maria Hill from the comics that I know I liked her mostly yeah, mostly because she's she much, wasn't they didn't they didn't sex her up well, she's she not just, that way in in the comics either. But she's, uh, sometimes they do. No, nah, Maria I mean, Hill. Sometimes her zipper's down to there, you know. On her they cleavage. sex everybody. If you're talking about it that way, I know. I know. They, sex they do in the, comic books, in the comics, but in the movie, but they chose as, not to. They as far as her, her personality as, and her mannerisms and the way she handles herself, she was not the Maria Hill from the comics, which I think is unfortunate because the Maria Hill in the comics is awesome. She was this this well, movie. She also here had was, that big of a role. That's I mean, it was true. Very small. And maybe we'll see more of her later, but they could have taken you know sometimes in movies some of the best scenes involve characters that that aren't in the movie more than just that one scene you know so it is possible to do a scene right for somebody who and and yeah she was throughout the whole movie but my point is it's possible to do things with a character that doesn't have a whole lot to do in a movie and i just think i think they got it wrong with her she wasn't quite the badass that she is in the comics she was just. I mean, she at the she beginning was just kind when of she vanilla. was when she was in that jeep, you know, ch- chasing down Loki and stuff. I mean, she Black was Widow. Pretty, Black Widow could have driven that jeep that way. Yeah. You know, there wasn't anything special about this Maria Hill. Yes. Well, the one thing I will say is, Kobe Smolders. More like, Kobe Smolders. Yeah. No, she's very cute. She's a handsome woman. She's very cute. Um. Looking through my list, what did you guys think of uh, of Hawkeye getting possessed so early in the movie? Did anyone have a problem with that? I didn't have a problem with it. If they hadn't unpossessed him as soon as they did mm-hmm. and allowed him to function as an Avenger, I would have been really angry. But if you if you isolate all his stuff in the movie, he really the more you saw more of him as an Avenger than you did the Possessed. under the influence of Loki guy. Which I hated that a head knock got him out of it. I wish it had been even electrocuted. That's so sitcom to get... Yeah. Well, that's you know, how that's, Gilligan gets yeah, into no. problems. Yeah, I, I a head that, knock? I, I wish that they Is that had, all it took? Yes, I wish they'd had a slightly more scientific explanation. Well, she, I'll give you that. She banged him on the metal and then she... Roundhouse kicked him to the head yeah. or whatever. Well, but you know he was possessed by a god of mischief. So yeah. just well whacking him. I mean, you know, just Selvig, throwing Tanya Harding on him was going to same thing happened to Selvig too. If Selvig can retain some of his own willpower yeah. though after being possessed by Loki, yeah, why couldn't Clint Barton be unpossessed by a knock in the head? I just, I mean, it seemed to me. 
too easy. That was the one cheap part of the movie. I feel you. It's like they they could have come up with a mech, with a, a reasonable mechanism. You know what? She could have had a, a shield device of some kind. Yeah, it's like she could have been, he could have been electrocuted, and I think I would have been a little more. She could have just that. used like one of her Black Widow sting yeah. things. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I would have been. That would have yeah. been pretty awesome. Yeah. Then. yeah. So, he gets you know, hit on the head. And yeah, I thought you know it was unfortunate you know that Selvig was brought back the same way but you know it made sense once that's how hawkeye and the thing i thought about hawkeye that was interesting was <laughs> hit him on the heads that'll get the normal just hit him on yeah, the head tell me they didn't have little cartoon stars around yeah they had the little cartoon stars what's weird is that and hawkeye was going <laughs> somehow i don't know where they got it from but no, what happened was uh coconuts dropped on his head yeah yes. and then he woke back up clonk but <laughs> How Where much, am I? You okay there, little buddy? I thought it was interesting how much I loved the Derp. character of Hawkeye. And, boy, uh, the kids were right there with me. They loved Hawkeye, which was weird because he was such a one-note character. He really didn't have a whole heck of a lot to do in the movie. But his either. quiver made up for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he Every had... shake that, that oh, quiver. Oh, he'd shake the bow. He'd shake the bow. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he'd reach back there. Oh, yeah. The, he had this little button that he could press on his quiver, and it would change the... Yeah. The the bits, if yes. you were like the drill the bits, heads. Yeah. the heads on the on the the yes. shafts, the arrow shafts, he could change it to whatever he wanted. You know, yes, and it was absolute genius on Joss Whedon's part. Yeah, that he ran out of arrows in that final sequence. Yep, because thank how you. many times <laughs> have you thought you've got to be kidding me? You right. shot seventy five arrows in this right. one scene. And your quiver can't possibly hold more than 20. Right. How's that working? Right. You know, but they didn't do that. He ran out. He reaches back, and there's nothing there. And you're going, oh, crumbs. Well, then it's cool that he, you know, he pulled the one arrow out. Yeah. Shoved it back in his quiver, then hit the button, changed the the thing on the, you know, the tip of it. Mm-hmm. And then that was, I really, really liked Hawkeye once he was... Yeah, back to normal. And see, I think that's part of the reason why I, I went four and a half uh, reverse flashes on it was because I really, truly liked every single character in the movie. There wasn't one character I thought, "You stink, get out of my movie." Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm the same. Every character has this is place. the first time. Okay, we've only seen her in one other movie, uh, Black Widow. I really enjoyed Black Widow. I'm not a ScarJo fan at all. I don't think she's all that. Okay. I really don't find her that attractive either. And I love the ladies. Don't get me wrong. But she, her character was cool in this movie. She really was. Yeah, she kicked some butt in Iron Man 2. I get it. Yeah. But she she fooled Loki. She yeah. played Loki. That that was... Uh, that, you're right. The couple of scenes with her... I mean, that, that opening interrogation scene... I'm going to have to put the, you on hold. She gets <laughs> the phone call. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just... I mean, what a great 180 that yeah. the story pulls on you there because, you know, sure enough, she's getting interrogated, she's getting tortured, and all of a sudden, you know, it turns out that, you know, she tells, she t- who's, who's she talking to? Coulson. She's talking to Coulson. Yeah. And she basically tells Coulson, you know, you're blowing my interrogation, these guys. They've almost told me everything. And you go, <laughs> whoa! Yeah. yeah, she was in control the whole time. Even though she was, you know, playing the victim. And that and bit where she goes, and, and what I'm going to have to put you on hold, and Coulson's going, yeah. <laughs> and he's just kind of listening and bouncing his head like, okay, I'll just sit here and wait. And you're right. The, the, way, the What she did to Loki, um, I don't know if I should have been expecting it. I totally I, I don't know that, didn't expect it. Okay, you see, I don't know if that was one of those things that in retrospect should have been telegraphed. You know, I should have known, but... When she turns around to Loki and goes, "Thank you very much." Yeah, you know? well, she played it so well. Yeah. you know, it fooled. If it fooled Loki, why wouldn't it fool me, a human being? You well, know if what it I mean? fools a god of mischief, exactly. She's pretty good at her job. Yeah. yeah. Which that, that by the way, that whole disc that they had that would drop the Hulk. Yeah. That seemed kind of pointless. Well, no, because when they dropped. First Thor off, there, I never thought Thor's not in danger. There's no way he's a demigod. He's not going to die. Well, a... Loki even says the humans think us immortal. Shall we test that? Mm-hmm. So, I suppose it's possible that Thor, being on Earth, not in Asgard, being on Midgard, maybe he's not completely dropped from thirty thousand feet. Who knows if that could even harm the Hulk? Well, I tell you what, Thor was sure as heck worried about it. He thought he was in danger. Yeah. 
So I mean, what? I, yeah, you know, I just you gotta, never, and, and I just the, the you know the hand the hammer is so amazing. It would it had it should have had no problem. He had to get his that. leverage though, yeah. and he didn't. He couldn't get his leverage until he was you know real close to the ground. That's so. the problem I, I had with gods and. Well, that, and that's the problem I had with, with the Hulk. It's like, you know, the Hulk is strong enough to crack worlds open, theoretically, depending on which comic book you're reading or what year it is. Yeah. Um, so you never got the impression, you know, the Hulk, the Thor, you know, these characters can be such machines of God, if you will. Right. You know, they, they're such game changers that it's, it's like Superman. It, it's almost unfair to put Superman in a situation because you know that well, he's the Hulk. He can't, you know, the Hulk. The, the matter Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. There's no limit. There's literally no limit to how strong he can get. And so it's just there. There's nothing you can put in his way that he can't eventually overcome. Right. And we didn't. We haven't seen Thor do it in the movies, but we've absolutely seen him do that in the comics. I mean, it's the end of the end of Secret Invasion, which still makes me mad to this day. By the way. Right. I mean. They spend, what, six and a half issues, look at what trouble we're in. The scrolls are going to be in charge forever. And then in the space of three pages, Thor shows up and goes, okay, I'm tired of this. And he goes up and he destroys the entire fleet. Right. And then it's over. It's like, really? That's what you were building to the whole time, you jerk Bendis? Yeah. I don't know. That's why, that's why gods in, in comic books bother me. It's just Yeah, I mean, it, it's absolutely valid. Yeah. I mean, well... You know, I'm thinking about the fight between Thor and Iron Man and Hulk in the wood, uh, mm-hmm. Captain America in the woods, right? You know, Thor taking on Iron Man. You know, Thor inadvertently powered up Iron Man with his lightning. You know, and and awesome. Iron Man was like, "How about that? Now let's see what I can do." And <laughs> you know, he he knocked Thor for a loop, right? Yeah. Then. Thor, when he realized, okay, I can amp it up a bit, I'm going to knock Iron Man for a loop. You know, that the one thing was cool that I really enjoyed was Iron Man headbutting Thor, and it just kind of, yeah. Thor was like, did you just do that to me? And Thor does it back to him and just knocks him 100 yards <laughs> back. You know, I thought that was pretty awesome. And what? then Captain America shows up, right? And Thor just gets the jump on him and, and leaps from up top and comes down with that hammer. Yeah. And Cap's holding that shield there, and you think Cap's a goner, right? But that shield, of course, is vibranium, right? It and, redirects... And we've absolutely... It's, it's been absolutely laid out that that shield is made of vibranium, right? right. Okay. Yeah. It was that way in Captain America. Yeah. Okay. And Even and, I knew that. Man. Yeah, and we've, <laughs> seen, we've seen it, you know, function incredibly in the comics and stuff, but yeah. to see the hammer of God literally come down and yeah. hit that, that shield and not phase... Captain Rod, mm-hmm. Captain Rogers, Captain I guess Rogers. Captain America at all, and Thor just bounced back. I just that was to me that was so powerful. I just loved it. You know, cha- um, speaking of, of, of things that are in the comic book and stuff like that, they did change some comic book stuff in here, like the whole Hulk or Banner's whole experiment was actually to recreate the Super Soldier serum. Right. They. Yeah. Um, that bug anyone? No, because it's been established in previous movies. But c- compared to comic books, I'm doing comic books movies now. Well, you know, uh, no, what's in the comic okay. books? What's in the movies? They've almost okay. Um, here's, I was reading. I think it was, um, I think it was the Wikipedia page of all things. So I know it has to be true. But I had never heard any kind of reference like this. Um, the the reference the the suggestion from this reference was that the movie. That the movie universe that, that we've enjoyed, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain right. America, Thor, Hulk, Hulk 2, whatever, is Earth 199,999. Where's this come from? Uh, I'll see if I can find it real quick. But I, I'm not kidding. I'm now, I know kidding. these are separate universes, so I'm not comparing them. But, but they're, changing, they're changing a core to thing me, of what the Hulk was. The Hulk saved Rick Jones... From a bomb, you know, saving right. his life. You know, now it's he was actually trying to create a super soldier. Well, you know that every I, superhero movie that's existed has differed from the comics in yeah. some way. And that, and that, and it always, you know, makes people angry. Makes you know, fans I can, happy. I, mean, I can deal with I can deal with that in in every case except Spider Man, mm-hmm. because Spider Man is so near and dear to my heart. You know, 
Um, the more I see about this new Spider-Man movie, uh, the more angry I get and the, the more resolute I am about not spending my money to go see that movie. But um, The Spider-Man movie? Yes. Interesting. But it, um, it didn't bother me. I mean, you know, Iron Man in the comics first was in Vietnam. You know they can't do that now. They have to be. It has to be in Afghanistan because it's you know current time. So you have to make adjustments. So, so I guess the adjustment to the story because there's always those nitpicky fanboys that just get mad at every little thing. You but know, you know it's the just, thing that Marvel's like done. Jarvis right. is a is a you know a he's a butler. He's not a robot. Computer. Why did they do that? And the, uh, you know Pepper would never never date Tony. But see that didn't bother movie. me at all. You know it well, just much in the way that you just. You know, you can... You can hey, like, fly somewhere else for a change! Okay! I'm going left! You can let the New 52 drive you crazy, or Bye. you can ride it. Same thing with, with movie continuity. It's like, at least the movie continuity is consistent within the movie universe. And I'm alright with that, because... Hey, movies are almost always based upon the original source material. Sometimes they base comic books on movies. I'm Good going point. to go on a little tangent. Do it. I, I love this I just recently read uh, the miniseries called Battle Scars that Marvel put out, which introduced Agent Phil Coulson into the mainstream Marvel Universe okay. and introduced Nick Fury Jr., who looks an awful lot like the Nick Fury from these Marvel movies, okay. like Sam Jackson. He's not drawn like Sam Jackson is in the Ultimates comic, right? but he is a... Uh, a black man who had one eye taken out okay. wears an eye patch. Does he kind of look like a black Reed Richards? I guess <laughs> suppose it would. You see, uh, and, and I guess but, so. The the melding of of these two universes, I guess, you know, I mean, uh, Nick, Nick Fury is white in six one six, but he's black in right, and in but that's kind of combining universes. In the six one six, our white Nick Fury. Uh, had a relationship with an, an old uh, I say old back in the day 30 years ago uh, uh, a black lady spy shield employee and the result of that union was uh, Marcus Johnson as he grew up being called but in reality he's Nick Fury Jr. he's Nick Fury's son and uh, the bad guy in this miniseries had them both trapped and he was like this is Nick Fury's son something's not right here I don't see the resemblance oh hang on a second and he goes and and basically plucks out Nick Fury Jr.'s eye mm-hmm. left eye to match his dad so now they both have one eye and, and a so you know you can do anything to get you know, movies into comic books so uh, I mean okay. it happened in radio shows Superman yeah Kryptonite and Perry White and other elements that we know in comic books didn't exist up until the radio show. Those were introduced right. into and became part of same with the Harley comic book. Quinn in the Batman universe. It was he she was a cartoon character right. which became a movie. I, right. I don't mind it when those blendings come through, but there are people that get very angry about that. I've learned to let go of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, me too. I it's just, of, it's, I'm sorry if I can butt yeah. in here. Please. I think the people who write these stories, the the movies, the television shows they're walking a really dangerous tightrope because we have this huge audience that knows nothing about the comic books and we have to entertain them. And we have another audience that practically worships the comic books yeah. and we can't mess with that. And it must be like you were talking about the first third of the Avengers. That part of the movie was for these people who don't read the comic books. And they have almost an impossible job. There's no way you're going to create a movie that makes both groups happy. And the fact that they, they've gotten to where they are actually pretty good at making both groups happy, I think is pretty amazing. Yeah, I would agree 100%. It was a heck of a tightrope. I agree that that getting the band together could have taken less screen time, but I thought the way they handled it was still pretty acceptable. By the way, if you go to uh, Wiki, 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 right. and uh, look for... Uh, Multiverse. Oh, that reminds me of something we should Marvel talk about. Comics. Um, 
I had no idea that there are so many known alternate worlds in, in Marvel. Marvel, right? There I are. They there just was, don't flaunt them like DC does. Yeah, I thought there was like there was the regular universe. I thought there was the six one six and the Ultimate Universe. Well, a lot of that I think came from the Exiles comic. Dude, there are so yeah. many. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, Peter but, Rios, late of Comic Geek mm-hmm. Speak, has long said. You don't think Marvel has a multiverse like DC? You're wrong, and okay. they do. He's right. He's completely right. They yeah, do. I, mean, I just the, didn't realize that Fantastic it was this Four thick. that Fantastic Four run that just came out where all those Reed Richards from right. all those different worlds yeah. came together. I mean, there were what like a hundred yeah. different are, Reed Richards. Well, let's put it this way: there are far, far more Marvel worlds, universes, dimensions than there are DC. Yeah. Anyway, um, my point. Uh, now it does say here uh, in the in the bottom box, it says conflicting sources list different series as being different universes with individual numbering. As some official numbers are in dispute, they're left without specific designations, as the others have above. Um, they're talking specifically about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like the uh, the X Men film series is Universe Ten Thousand and Five. The Spider Man series does not include the tw- two thousand twelve reboot, by the way, is Universe ninety six thousand two hundred eighty three. The Fantastic Four film series uh, is universe 121,698. I hope that universe uh, gets eaten by Galactus. Yeah, I know you do. Um, that universe is about to be expanded. Okay. Aren't they remaking the Fantastic Four? Well, War? hopefully it'll be universe 121,699. Right. Well, we'll see. Um, but no, sure enough. Universe 199,999 is the Marvel Cinematic Universe covering the Iron Man film series, Thor, The Incredible Hulk 2008, Captain America, and The Avengers. Anything spinning off or relating to the Avengers is likely to be within this universe. The number is given in the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Wow. So, I will have my cake and eat it too. Since the uh, Avengers has come out, they have given release dates for Captain America 2, yes. Iron Man 3, um, I thought there was one more, oh, and Thor 2. Well, and there's been, um, it looks like uh, Ant-Man... Edgar Rice, Ant Man. I haven't heard happen. any confirmation of that. I've heard speculation. Okay, and uh, do you guys, Ant-Man. do you guys think an Ant Man movie could be you know, honestly good? I, could, honestly, I, don't, I, don't, well, I don't think it'll work. If Edgar Wright does it, I think it'll be very amusing, but it won't appeal to the mass because Edgar Wright has not done a bad movie yet. Now, I can't imagine it's a box office hit compared to. I'll give you that. Com- compared to the general public's knowledge of Captain America, Iron Man, yeah. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. A small percentage may have even heard of Ant Man. You right. know, I, I'll I'll say, Pym, the scientist, is way more interesting than Ant Man, the superhero. If they just put Pym in a movie, that's fine. Put well, Pym in one of the movies. Whedon said he wanted the Wasp in uh, the Avengers, right. and for whatever reason, he didn't get her. So they're talking about one of the things I think is uh, intriguing about Avengers two, three, four, whatever we get is that, you know, they're wanting to expand the universe. They're wanting to bring in new characters, and they're already starting to wonder, you know, can we, you know, I kind of expect that we would get the Wasp in a second Avengers movie. I wonder, would you get the Vision, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Wonder Man, cats like that? Let me throw in a question. If they're rebooting Spider-Man now, and there's rumors of another Fantastic Four movie, Mm -hmm. what are the odds that they're going to be part of this same universe? No, that would be really cool. They belong to different. They different companies have the license to them. Sony still has license uh, the license to the Spider-Man movies, and I think and X-Men, right? Fox has. I think 20th Century no. Fox has has X-Men and Fantastic Four. Okay, I yeah. Think so if somebody asks, why will we never see Hulk and Spider-Man in the it's same movie? Of, Lawyers. It's because yeah. of, of, yeah. of movie rights. Okay, yes. okay. that's an interesting way to think about it, but. I think you've hit the nail the answer, on the head. To, answer to far too many questions is lawyers. Yes, follow the money. You know, th- this movie could not have been made, I don't think, to the scope that it is today any sooner because of just the way technology works and stuff. I mean, we, there's no way we could have gotten this movie 10 years ago. There's no way we could have gotten this movie 15 years ago without really? it being uh, disappointing in some way, you know? No, I mean, I think that uh, Matrix Reloaded showed us that it could be done. I mean, the, the technological advances they made in that movie made it possible to have a boatload of CGI 
and everything's still okay. Yeah, I, I get, some movies just don't hold up after time, and I think it, I'm not trying. Hey, I'm not trying to open up a referendum on the Matrix movies yeah. here. I'm just throwing that out. Frank, what were some of your favorite parts of this? Uh, we've already addressed the the two scenes. Um, the Hulk uh, concerning the Hulk. Yeah. Um, small, oh, wait, I'd like to know what your eye rolling moments were. Oh, uh, yeah. There's two. It was the. Uh, I had to roll them down. Okay, when Loki is in Germany. And he is telling everyone that he is their king, their god, their kneel leader. Kneel before Zod. Kneel before Zod scene. And in the very back, that old, old Jewish man who you know is a survivor of the Holocaust. There will always be men like you. Yes. And, and you know, it's it was just like, oh, come on. All right. Enough with the Holocaust. Sorry, but that's, just, that's it. We're done. All right. We get it. You know, you know, it's that whole comparing him to Hitler and stuff that just kind of, ugh. And the other scene I was have a problem with that. I, I just did. It was just. I was like, like "You on. go, old guy." Frank, if you want to go ahead and break out your Holocaust joke series, yeah. now play be a good time. I am working on that book. You can put that swastika uh, armband back on if you want. Yeah. My little mustache right here too. Yeah, the uh, the <laughs> other one was when um, like just a warm Nick Fury pulled out listeners. the blood soaked both of them cap card that was in Coulson's. Right. Uh, Jeff just felt like it was. Forcing, forcing sentimentality. Well, he even said they needed a push. Yeah, yeah. And, but that just seemed like it just seemed like a little too much. And the thought of Nick Fury actually going up to Coulson and just kind of dabbing the card on on his dead body to get blood. Yeah, that you kind of bothered me. I did. I did actually think of that. Those were in his locker. How did it get the blood on him? He actually went up to Coulson and and swat. I'm sorry, sorry about this, Phil. You think Coulson will be back? I hope he's back as he would have to be a life model decoy. Okay. And I loved the reference to that. Yeah. You're talking to the life model decoy, Tony Stark. (laughs) I thought that, oh, that's brilliant. And for those who don't know, that's a, that's a, a a reference to something in the Marvel universe. Yeah, basically like an Android robot version of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Nick Fury has gotten killed countless times (laughs) and luckily it's turned out to be his life model decoy. I thought it was brave that, that they killed Coulson. I'm angry about it. And this Mm -hmm. is the one thing I'm, not angry. I'm disappointed. You know, in theory, we won't see the real Coulson in a movie again. Right. But I love the guy. I mean, it was just. Well, and weren't there? It was genius. I mean, don't, don't forget. Of he can what, always be cloned. He yeah. can always be made into a, an android. Really he can always dead. be the Vision. Right. He'll be an LMD. Yeah. He, um, he could, they could bring him back as a Vision somehow. I was trying to steer clear of spoilers for the most part, and some of you guys, you guys. We're talking about uh, the there are like a half dozen different possible rumored um, closing sequence scenes. Yeah, we got to talk scenes. about that too. And <laughs> I, one of them was like Coulson is a scroll or something. Uh, they, I, I don't know. One of those scenes I think had was rumored to have Coulson in it. Yeah, I think so. I I don't know anything about these. Well, they, they were fun because they, they were rumors and mm-hmm. they weren't based on anything. You know, Coulson's a, a scroll, you know, uh, you know, all this stuff. So you don't know. So it's kind yeah. of fun to read possibilities. And it's not until you okay, see the movie. Let's ask Wes if he knows who the, the big purple guy with the, with the okay. wavy chin is. Do you know who Thanos is? Thanos. It's a Greek word meaning... No, I don't remember. Something to do with God, but I don't know. It's a Greek. Word. Thanos is the big cosmic baddie in the Marvel universe. Let me and kind of bring up his uh... in the in the mid credits scene that happened at the end of the movie. Uh, an alien that you saw at the beginning of the movie was speaking to his quote unquote master, and the master turns to the camera and reveals himself to be what comic fans know as the character Thanos. Okay. Which, which is the personification of death and mortality in Greek mythology. That's right. That's yes. Okay. And, and he's, the, he's and also the, the absolute analog of DC's dark side, right. by the way. Yeah, exactly. I always wondered which he one came he first. He had the stupid name. Yeah. yeah. In, in the Marvel Universe, Thanos is a, uh, a character who is obsessed with uh, death, and in fact, in the Marvel Universe, death is personified in a female form. Ooh, it's a lady. Yeah, it's a lady. And 
Thanos and he walks with her is in love with death and so he's a goth yeah. <laughs> Thanos <laughs> believed that death had rejected oh wait no keep going I thought it was interesting that alien that was talking to Thanos you know he was saying hey look the earthlings you know we miss uh, we miss uh, we underestimated these earthlings uh they're a little bit more trouble than we anticipated, and to uh, to go up against them is to court death, and that made Thanos smile in this movie. He turns to the camera and smiles because Thanos has been courting death a long time. Yeah, he wants nothing more than to court death. He loves death, personified as this female so form. This, I guess, they're setting up the next. They're movie. They're setting up the next Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. and so you know at. It, I'm saying 99% of the general public has absolutely no idea who Thanos is. Uh, a couple girls turned around in front of me. Well, they said, who's that? And I mm-hmm. leaned over and I go, that's Thanos. And then we started talking, who's that? And okay. I basically told them, big bad uh, space guy. The same thing Marvel. happened to Russell yeah. Latham as he was walking out of the theater. Uh, he said, I think his words were, hot girl number one said to hot girl number two, who was that guy with the purple guy or whatever, and so he had to explain, you know, what that was. Just tell him that the ultimate bad guy is Barney. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, the very end after the credits sequence. Did you stay for that? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was awesome. A, lot of, people did, a lot of people did not. No. You know, and I've, I've gotten to the point where I've, I'm yes. trained to stay especially in these Marvel movies. You oh, stay yes. till the very end. And I see all these people get up, and I want to stand up and shout, No, don't leave! You're going to miss something! <laughs> you, you may have seen this, because it was all over Facebook a couple of days ago, but it's a still of um, Sean Bean from Lord of the Rings. Yeah? You know, doing his fingers close together like this, saying, One does not simply walk out before the credits are done in a Marvel yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, there was a scene that played off on something that happened, you know, late in the movie. And I thought it was it was genius. Yeah, well, we can, I mean, we can, totally we can tell Whedon. it. It's, uh, yeah, the, the, the great part about it is that you, you, want it, you want those final scenes to tell you something about the next movie or to drop a clue. And in, and in a sense, they're just all sitting there. All they're doing are eating, what are they called? Swa- Shawarma. Like Shawarma sandwiches. Near the end of the movie, after it's Iron Middle Man... Middle Eastern slow-roasted meats. Yeah, after the Iron, Iron Man saves the day, you think he's dead, but he, he's not. And then there's some relief, and there's some tension. And then he's laying on his back with his mask open, and he's, and Cap is hovering uh, over him, you know, making sure he's okay. And he's like, have you ever had Shawarma? There's a shawarma joint down on 36. I want to try it sometime. You know, just totally out of the blue. It has nothing to do with this life and death situation well, they've been in. The, There's the final It, it sounds like yeah. at the very end you get some product placement. The, uh, uh, no, the script, it's, it's, it's... The script apparently was for Robert Downey to say what's next. But Robert being the auteur that he is... Yeah. He kind of gave them a bit of uh, uh, linearama, right? Exactly. And apparently, he rolled off. He rolled off a few pages. I'm looking actually that, that that was for the. Did anyone kiss me? That's where he did linearama. It was yeah. that. I'm looking whole forward thing. to the to the um, the Blu-ray when we have a lot of the outtakes and, oh, and stuff yeah. like that. You can see, you know, but. And then that last scene was them sitting there at the shawarma joint eating, and they're all still in their uniforms. And they're exhausted, yeah. and you can just see they're like... They and, actually took well, the time to go get something to eat after they fought was, this big battle. What I thought was genius was... Uh, was it Zoe, or maybe Sage, smart little cracker. Uh, but uh, the kid, one of the kids turns to me and says, Forcer did take Loki off to wherever he went fast. Oh. Because, you know, <laughs> well, the, the last think... scene is, you know, them both grab a ah! cosmic cube, and, you know, <laughs> then they disappear off to wherever he takes Loki to. And then the closing scene is they're having shawarma. Yeah, but if you so think about it, if you think or about it's a it, really slow restaurant. That scene, the shawarma scene, happened previous to the scene where Loki takes, oh, where okay, Thor takes Loki. True. Because in that scene where Thor and Loki leave, yes, Cap's in his civvies, Hawkeye's in his civvies. Oh, okay, you know, and in the shawarma scene at the very end, they're all still wearing their uniforms. 
of so, such genius. I love yeah. I love Thor in that scene because he's really digging that scent because he's eating it and looking at it and, and going, hmm, yeah. so this what, is this is interesting. What's funny he doesn't say it, but he you know he's looking at it. What's funny is that yeah. that's the scene. That Joss Whedon got them all back together to, to was that not the reshoot, but to shoot. Yeah. I hadn't heard uh, someone, that. Someone says that uh, uh, Captain America has a beard and a buzz cut in that, in, in that scene. Oh, well, I'm looking scene. at it right now. Now, he did cover his face. The way yeah. he's positioned, you can't really see his face, but you can tell it's him. Yeah. And he was just covering that beard, and that's just a wig. I want to see the third. I want to see it a third time. I mean, I, I was... Just very happy with it. And I told the kids, it's like, happy. look, I will take you guys to go see it when it comes out of the dollar theaters or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I want to see it again. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm glad I didn't go see it with the party poopers. <laughs> we were. We had a good time. It's just it had to build up, man. You know, for, for the first time part, ever, I'm glad, oh. I'm glad I didn't see it in 3D. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a 3D hater like many people are these days, like all the cool people are. But it was nice not having to wear the glasses, not having to kind of the weird perspective thing, and just not having to deal with the awful, awful crummy, you know, post conversion. Is it too pedantic of me to point out that all movies are 3D? Well, because they all have height and width and time. Well, (laughs) depth is actually the fourth dimension. Oh, wow. What is time again? Well, well. Starting from the beginning, time would be fourth. Hey, we're yes. at, but we're, if it's missing, then it's we the third to, now. We're approaching an hour on this okay. episode, but there's just a couple of things I thought we should touch on, uh, non-Avenger related. So save them for the next show. We need material. You think so? <laughs> uh, I can I can really quickly read Dennis's thoughts on it. All right. Well, we'll save it for the next show. That's a good. Oh, idea. Yeah, no, su- good idea. It's a suggestion, I, and I like it. Let's do that. This is Dennis Pooh. I'll kind of skim through it. I didn't envy Josh Whedon. The man's body of work is impeccable. But how does anyone live up to the expectations for the Avengers movie? Even Spielberg and Lucas had mixed success with some of their most anticipated offerings. And they weren't trying to tie together four fledgling movie franchises while managing screen time for half a dozen movie stars. It wasn't a perfect movie, but it was the perfect event to share with friends, family, and kids. It wasn't multi-layered drama like a, uh, like a, some type of film, Kalaswatsky film. Kurosawa. Kurosawa. I don't think it's Kurosawa. Anyway, nor was it groundbreaking sci-fi fantasy like Empire or The Matrix. It wasn't a visual assault like Transformers Three. Uh, which I say with utmost appreciation, but none of these movies made me laugh or cheer like the Avengers did. Uh, there was a lot more in the first half of the movie, but uh, there was a lot li- there was a lot to like in the first part of the movie. But scenes seemed to linger a bit too long. Oddly, the movie gets in the midpoint when the Avengers are in one room on the helicopter bickering. The quick and biting dialogue. Ironically, bringing everything together. The scene reminded me of why I'm such a fan of both Josh and 80s Chris Claremont. The movie did not let up until the credits, making them more, making up for more than what I thought I missed for the first half. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that's how he thought. And, and uh, um, you know, I, he's kind of right. Joss Whedon for for making this movie. You know, he's kind of right in that there was no groundbreaking moments in this, but the events towards the end just made this movie a lot. I would of argue fun. and say that the Hulk was finally groundbreaking. Mm. I really enjoyed the Hulk. Simply getting them all together would be groundbreaking. I would. You know, that's that's that's, true that's too. another thing that yeah that has finally. And I I, saw, I read an article somewhere that this movie proves that. A Justice League movie could actually be done right, and I don't see why it couldn't if you had the right yeah. setup and the right screenwriter, and it it could if if DC wanted to take the time to build this universe, they could do it. They think they they, ha- they have to ramp up because yeah. they'll have to establish a couple characters. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know if Man of Steel I mean, Superman. We 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 heard years ago when they were talking about doing Justice League movie that. That they were not going to use Brandon Routh, they were not going to use Christian right. Bale, and at that time, I think most fanboys' eyes rolled and said, "Well, the heck, man!" I think honestly, I think it's too late 
to do a Justice League movie. Um, In what sense? Because you would have to reboot Batman. Yeah. You'd have to reboot... Again? Superman. You'd have to reboot Green yeah. Lantern. Well, I think if, if you wait until the Batman trilogy... Oh, of course, I guess you're getting uh, Zack Snyder rebooting Superman coming out shortly. Right? Which is going to suck, by the way. Uh, I'm just going out on it, a limb it, it and may. saying... <laughs> it certainly may, but... If, uh, if it follows say, the rule of Superman movies, it'll suck. Each one gets worse and worse? The what? The Cornish Superman? What is that? Henry Cavill. Yeah. He's, he's from... Well, he's not from Cornish. I don't even know who that is. He's the, the star. The guy playing yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't know him if I bumped into him. Wasn't he in... He's big. Immortals. Okay, I haven't seen the Immortals. I thought he was in uh, one of them... Uh, like the Tudors? One of them Showtime yeah, series? Yeah, uh, Henry VIII's best friend or something. Okay. He's, he's, I'm trying to think the name of the island he's from. When oh, is that? When Jersey. is that? The when original is that, Jersey. When is that movie? <laughs> he's from old Jersey. Uh, yeah, old year. Jersey. Yeah. Next year? I think it's next year. A uh, Man of Steel? It's due out. The movie's going to come but, out. I mean, from Iron Man 1, so. yeah. they were building this universe. And that's beautiful. And that's one thing that you'd think that DC should be able to do this if they want to. They've certainly got... It's the, just bad timing on... On DC's part, because, 2013. But you know they're at the end of the the Batman trilogy. Yeah. And well, once the Batman trilogy is over, though, they can kind of just say, "Hey, we hope you enjoy these adventures." You know what? Just don't worry about that. Now. I don't want to see another Batman reboot. I want Batman to live forever in my memory as the Chris Nolan Batman. Yeah. You know what they? You know what they could do? Not be is that Kevin Conroy or Christian Bale for it? it it's set up to be a disappointing bit. But. They, they could just bring, they could just have a Justice League movie. I mean, I'd argue that these characters are pretty well known. Batman, Superman, Green yeah. Lantern, Wonder Woman, and whoever else you want to throw in the mix. Have their adventure, then they all spread out, and then you make their separate movies. And then you bring them back for another Justice League adventure a couple years later. I imagine that could be done if you could find yeah. the right script writer. I'm yeah. wondering if it's going to rain. Um, it doesn't feel like it. Uh, I don't have know. a giant umbrella. Yes. By the Our, way, uh, it's lying on the ground here, so mm-hmm. it's no use. Let's but. sign off so we can. Yeah. By the way, Kieslowski was a an influential Polish director uh, and screenwriter, known internationally for the Decalogue, The Double Life of Veronica, or Veronica, or whatever. Dennis, I'll thank and the you three colors to use trilogy. Normal words from now on. <laughs> It's no. the guy's name. He can't change the guy's name. <laughs> That's awesome. Dennis right. is not that bad a name. Pick other references then. Yeah. All right, with that said, guys, thank you very much for listening to A Half Hour Wasted, the Avengers he episode. He 54, and he looked like he was 70, the poor guy. Uh, be sure to check out our other shows on the HHWLOD network, such as Legion of Dudes, um, Tech Dudes, Out Now, and other great shows. Speak Drop of the us Devil. In, and, um, and Speak of the Devil. Right. <laughs> Are those still on our feed? I, I don't know. <laughs> next Johnny, episode, probably a voiceover for that. By next the way. episode, I will address the fate <laughs> of the Podcatraz show. Oh, okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, we recently got some. Drop us an email at half our and our voice and our nine seven two. Nine seven two seven nine eight thirty eight thirty. And until next week, two. we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. <laughs>